what is going on ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of technical talk in today's episode we'll be taking an in-depth look at that timberwolves and mavericks game last night and just kind of having a little two-team discussion around minnesota and dallas all that after the intro welcome back to tech talk Jordan. Nobody will ever beat Jordan, okay? Okay, LeBron's a better rebounder and passer. Will you let me finish? Can you, can you let me finish? Call me when LeBron has six championships. Is that your only argument? It's the only argument I need, Sean! Alright, so last night saw the Minnesota Timberwolves visiting the Dallas Mavericks. Tip-off was at 8.30 Eastern Time. This was Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving's home debut after their exciting road debut. Saturday night ended uh, in a tough 133-128 to 128 loss in Sacramento. Just to run you through Dallas uh, really quickly <clears throat> in their short little season catch-up. Uh, they are the current fourth seed in the West. Coming in at 31-27, and 27, they have a 19-19 home record, and they came into last night's game 23-14 and 14 against the Western Conference. Um, when I was doing my pregame research uh, for this, you know, one of the important things for the Mavericks, as we all know, has been to continue to settle Luka and Kyrie and together. And what I mean uh, by that is the chemistry between them. Uh, I believe Friday night and game one of that doubleheader against the Kings uh, with about four seconds left, uh, it seemed like Luka was a little bit hesitant to give the ball to Kyrie. That might just be a little bit of uh, just being used to not having any help, uh, quite literally, uh, most nights. But, you know, chalk it up to whatever it is. Uh, and... You know, primarily there's only a certain number of games before the All-Star break. And these games are very important for chemistry purposes. Uh, for the Mavericks specifically, they only have one more game prior to the All-Star break. Uh, that'll be at Denver tomorrow. Um, after that, the Mavs have 21 games left. Uh, they're they're going to be really important uh, as the West is... Still just so close. Uh, there's still only a game and a half separating the fourth spot and the ninth spot, which is Golden State. Um, and going into the playoffs, they're going to just need the duo at their best. Um, also for the Mavericks, rebounding is key. Uh, they ranked 29th in rebounding percentage in the NBA. And, you know, with a team like Minnesota that has a Rudy Gobert, uh, who's seventh in the NBA and rebounds a game coming in, it, it had to be a little concerning. Uh, the line is free for a reason. Uh, the Mavericks ranked second in free throws attempted a game at 26.1, uh, and they also have the most personal fouls drawn at 22.7 per game. Uh, but yet, you know, they only ranked 26th in free throw percentage uh, against the Timberwolves team with the fourth most committed fouls in the NBA at 21.9 a game. You know, those points can, can make up for other disadvantages and other shortcomings uh, on a night-to-night -night basis. Uh, and the last note that I had coming in for them was guarding uh, Anthony Edwards. Uh, who would take on the task and how well would they do, you know? Uh, Ant averages 
21.6 points per game, five rebounds, and four assists. Um, but he is always liable to have a 30-piece or 40-piece uh, on any given night. So it was just going to be curious to see who defended him. Uh, as you know, they traded away a couple of plus defenders uh, in that trade with um, Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving. So <clears throat> I just wanted to see defensively how they would stack up. Uh, for Minnesota, we'll run you through the Timberwolves season catch-up. Uh, they came in last night, uh, the eighth seed in the West, 30-29 uh, and 29 record. They had an interesting away record. They're 10-17 away from the target center, and they had a 21-19 uh, and 19 record versus the West overall. Uh, for them, you know, scoring and production. Uh, they have the 11th-ranked defense, and, you know, that's a huge advantage, but not having a sufficient enough offense on nights where – you might need one, uh, definitely can seem to overshadow that. Uh, the scoring distribution on the Timberwolves is really interesting. Uh, you have Anthony Edwards, uh, overall 24.6 points per game. Rudy Gobert, 13.1 points per game, followed by Jaden McDaniels and Jalen Noel at 11.2 uh, points per game. The reason that I'm bringing up scoring and production is that they traded away D'Angelo Russell, uh, who is their second uh, leading scorer on the team, actually at 17.9 points per game. And so they'll obviously need someone to step into that uh, second role behind Anthony Edwards. It didn't necessarily have to be a guard, um, but it'll be curious, and it was curious to see last night how they handle it. Uh, last game, of course, last time they matched up, uh, we saw the Mavericks take the ball out of uh, Ant's hands. Uh, you know, and if they were to do that again in this game, who would step up? Last time it was D'Lo. Uh, it was just curious to see. Um, and also, the final two points that I had for their little pregame thoughts uh, segment. Just controlling the Mavericks' free throw attempts. Uh, like I said, Dallas ranks first in the NBA in uh, free throw attempted rate at 31%. Uh, Minnesota has the second most opponent free throw uh, attempted rate at 29%. Uh, if you couple that in with the fact that Luka drives to the basket about 21 times a game and those drives account for about 72.4% of his points, you know, it's easy to see how it could get out of hand. Uh, Dallas also had the third highest um, paint percentage coming off of drives, uh, point percentage, excuse me, coming off of drives at 65.8%. And the final pregame thought for them was threes. You know, they allow the eighth highest uh three-point field goals uh, percentage defensively in the NBA at 36.8. Uh, the Mavs attempted the third most threes in the NBA coming into last night's contest at 40.6 per game. So closeouts were very, very important. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll get to the actual game summary right after this. Yo, what is up? It's Jonathan from Technical Talk, and we have an Instagram, if you didn't know. Uh, with the All-Star break coming up, I figure now is the perfect time to get more engaged on social media. So you can follow the podcast Instagram page at Tech Talk Pod. That's T-E-C-H-T-L-K-P-O-D on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get you back to the episode. All right, and into the game summary we go. The first note uh, in this game that I just wanted to go over was the Mavs paint defense, man. Uh, you know, it felt like from first uh, tip that, you know, 
they just got ripped apart by the Timberwolves. Uh, Minnesota ended up with 64 points in the paint as a team, uh, and they shot 74% in the painted area on 32-43. You know, as a defense, you can't have that. And, you know, it strongly contributed to the 26-point hole that the Mavericks eventually found themselves in. Uh, the other thing was Ant-Man and Rudy Gobert. Um, if you remember in the pregame notes, I had jotted down that the scoring distribution had been affected uh, pretty heavily uh, by first glance uh, on the Timberwolves' uh, points per game, like projections and leaderboard. So containing Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert was paramount, and the Mavs just didn't do a good job matchup-wise. Um, if we go over the matchups, uh, the primary ones, uh, Anthony Edwards against Reggie Bullock. Uh, Anthony Edwards went 3 of 6 from the floor for 6 points. Uh, Anthony Edwards against Frank Nittaklina, 3 for 3 uh, from the floor, 6 points. And even Luka Doncic matched up on uh, Anthony Edwards at one point during the game. Um, and went... Two or three from the floor uh, and one or two from the free throw line for seven points. And Anthony Edwards ended up on the night with uh, 32 points. Moving on to Rudy Gobert, uh, he was a matchup problem as well for the Mavericks. Uh, he had 18 paint points uh, and he had nine second chance points, uh, not to mention the 14 rebounds that he had. Uh, the matchups against Rudy Gobert, you know, Dwight Powell, uh, Rudy Gobert went 3-3 three three against Dwight Powell for 7 points. Christian Wood went 2-2 uh, two two, uh, for 4 points uh, defensively against uh, Rudy Gobert. And JaVale McGee actually performed the best and really won a uh, shot. Uh, but you lose so much offensively if you're the Mavericks with JaVale McGee on the court that I really uh, statistically can't count that as a successful possession um, despite him accounting for less defensive uh, points given up. Uh, the other thing was where's Kyrie? You know, it felt like in the first half of this game, Kyrie was really, really passive uh, to Luka um, when when they were on the court together and he only had four points in the first half. I remember I'm, I'm looking at my TV and I'm like, dang, it feels like Kyrie just isn't even playing in the game because offensively in the first half, he just, it, there was nothing there. Um, the second half he would, he would turn it around and, end, uh, with, I believe 36 points or 33 points. Um, but the, the point that I wanted to make is, the chemistry between Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving is going to come. And we know that. And that's just going to be a time thing. But I don't want to sound like a hater, but you know, I'm going to keep harking on the fact that this was just one example of the Mavericks not being able to defend and also their three-point uh, percentage not doing them justice like it normally does. In uh, these scenarios... They're going to struggle, you know, if if Kyrie can't produce in the first half and it's just Luka, you know, it, it, it kind of feels like the Mavericks before the trade where, like, you could see just things getting stuck. Um, and when Kyrie was passive last night, the offense got stuck. Uh, you know, 
and just from a consistency standpoint, uh, they just have to get better overall. Uh, one more thing uh, when it comes to Dallas. Being able to stagger the minutes between them is going to be paramount. And what I mean by that is they're not always going to be able to pair Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving on the court together. Uh, the reasoning is simple to me because when you sit them both at the same time and you don't stagger their minutes, you then have no real offensive spark in your bench. Uh, I think that if you find a way to work your rotation around one star sitting, another star playing, you don't lose any of your offensive efficiency and you actually can take uh, significant strides because you have such versatile uh such a versatile tandem, excuse me. Like when Kyrie is on the floor, you know, you have a traditional point guard and you also have a scoring threat. You know, when Luca is on the court, you have somebody that you funnel your whole offense through. Um, and then obviously when they play together, one will defer to the other sometimes, the other will defer to the other sometimes. And overall, uh, if you can figure it out, you can be successful in the West. Uh, I just, you know, my questions still remain. That when you run into a team like a Denver, when you run into these defensive matchups in which your offense is going to be productive, but it might not necessarily be enough, who's going to get you those defensive stops? And what is that going to look like? We might not know that for another month and a half, uh, but, you know, from just an overall standpoint, I like it uh, so far. You know, I'm just critical of that one uh, factor for the Timberwolves, you know, it's really simple, um, and you know, I think it's just as simple as getting Anthony Edwards a little bit more help. Uh, obviously, Carl Anthony Towns hasn't played uh, in a while for this team, and I think that that does kind of hinder them offensively. Uh, but you know, it was really nice to see Rudy Gobert take a step forward today offensively. Um, I don't get to watch a lot of Timberwolves games, so it was nice to see him put up an offensive performance like that in a, tr in a game where, you know, he truly was unmatched. And then Anthony Edwards just has the potential to pop for 40 any night. Um, but, you know, I think when they find complementary scoring to support that 11th rank defense, uh, hopefully they can do that after the All-Star break. Just, you know, they have uh, Nas Reed. They have some really good bench production. I just think that they need to find an ancillary uh, scorer to help take the load off of uh, Anthony Edwards. But, you know, Timberwolves are going to be a competitive team in the plan and in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, basketball keeps on rolling um thank you again guys for just sticking with me and listening uh in the early days of this podcast we still have such a long way to go so many more topics to cover and um now with the social media aspect being introduced i'm really excited for things post all-star break there'll be one more episode before the all-star break it's a special episode so be on the lookout for that um on Thursday, but as always, guys, thanks for listening, and enjoy. <laughs>